What is going on, you constant listeners out there in the multiverse? You are listening to the audio version of Geek Talk with Brian Ford 16. And as always, I am your host, Brian Ford 16. And man, am I excited to、um, be announcing to you that I'm actually made my Boba Fett helmet. That's one of the first things I actually want to talk about. And, you know, as you probably already know, or in case if you haven't, if, or if you're new to this podcast, it was once called the Earth 16 Comics Wire, but I decided to do a little expansion. So not only am I interviewing comic book creators, right now I'm interviewing other creators like cosplayers, gamers, or just fans in general, like anyone who、um, is passionate about all things geek. Definitely have them on my podcast and let's have a great time chatting about whatever, whether it's comic books, anime, video games,、um, the favorite fandom, whatever comes to mind, we'll talk about it. And I'm just making this podcast open to everyone. So there's that. And、um, speaking of cosplaying again, I created my Boa Fett helmet. It's really awesome. And if you go to my Instagram, BrianFord16, you'll, you'll see my,、um, the progress I've been, that's being made. in Very soon, I'm close to putting in the details. And for those of you who are Star Wars fans, know that he has a, you know, Boa Fett has a rangefinder on his helmet. So I'm putting that on there too really soon. Gonna make sure I sculpt the materials and all that. And then it's down to the fun part, which is just painting the helmet. And it's gonna, I feel like it's gonna come out really awesome. And、um, I'll start wearing it around. I'm gonna、um, actually have a unique take on Boa Fett though, but eventually I'm gonna start working on the rest of the armor. Including the jetpack. Or, you know, I don't know if I'll be working on the jetpack. I mean, it'd be pretty cool though, but I mean, I might just get a jetpack and just paint over it, <laughs> you know, but we'll see. But otherwise, it's a real fun project, and maybe I'll do like a little video of me just working on that、um, piece of a piece of the cosplay costume. So, having said all that, Um, in this episode, I'm, go- I'm going to be speaking with Randy Stone from Ultraist Comics on his comic, The Bullet Adventures, which is a continuation of the one shot Bullet.、Um, the one shot comic called Bullet, which is about a speedster by the name of Dale D'Souza, who somehow gets these powers of super speed by consuming a placebo. And he becomes the subject of, of a college student and several co- two college students and a professor. And he falls in love with、um, the college student、um, who. Um, one of the college students who actually survived cancer and she、um, basically becomes like his support system. But over time, as he's using his powers, he、um, slowly ages into an old man, and, but he knows that he has to use his powers to save the lives of other people. And the character of Dale D'Souza, Bullet, is based on the stories、um, that Randy read as a kid,、um, especially the Silver Age stories, the Silver Age comics, like Green Lantern Hal Jordan, Spider Man Peter Parker. Flash Barry Allen. So it's a really fun story. It's a superhero story. It's a family story. It's really fun. And we talk all about that in this episode. So、um, grab your popcorn, grab whatever it is that you like to eat, just sit back and enjoy our chat. And as I always say to you, constant listeners out there, stay up so awesome. This is Brian for 16 telling you to enjoy. Recording in progress. What is going on, all you constant listeners out there in the multiverse and constant viewers? You're listening to Geek Talk with Brian Verge 16. I'm your host, Brian Verge 16. And today I have my guest, Randy Stone、uh, from Ultra Risk Comics. And today we are going to be talking about 
his comic Bullet Adventures, the continuation of the Bullet story. Hey, Brian. How's it going? Going really well. How's it going with you, Andy? Excellent. How are things in the Great White North? <laughs> they're, they're pretty good. The weather's nice today. Pretty warm still. Yeah, the weather is um, getting really nice here in Phoenix, Arizona. I mean, a couple weeks ago, it was hot. My HVAC was down, and oh, oh. it was bad. And, like, you know, I mean, I'm pretty sure it doesn't get too hot in Canada. I mean... Yeah, we have some hot days. I don't oh, know yeah? what conversion would be like, but, yeah, we had a pretty warm summer for a while there. Try 120-degree weather. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> glad you're doing really well. Um, we're going to be talking about The Bullet Adventures, which is the continuation of The Bullet story. And can you tell us a little more about Bullet for those who are new to the, um, to the channel or to the um, podcast? Yeah, so last year we put out uh, a self-contained one-shot, Bullet, um, that told the story of an elderly guy, Dale, who was looking back on his time in the 60s as he gained powers, became a hero, fell in love, all that good stuff. So it was a nice uh, self-contained story that wrapped up with that one-shot, but we wanted to revisit the character and kind of play off some of these themes and characters that we've introduced, and that's why we're starting off the ongoing series, Bullet Adventures. Number one is on Kickstarter right now, so that's a few more weeks left in that campaign, and uh, we'll go from there. Yeah, and I felt like Bullet was such a fun story um, when I first read it. I, I read like the one shot um, that was from last year, and it was just an amazing story about this young man. We have no idea how he got these powers. I mean, supposedly it's from a placebo effect, but I'm pretty sure that's going to be explored in the future, though. But just that story alone was just really cool of how he got his powers and all he wanted to do was just help people he didn't you know yeah. at that point he didn't really care how he got the powers and along the way he falls in love he makes friends and but then not tragedy though but i think he hits a roadblock when he his age starts to accelerate yeah and like you know and it's just amazing, like how he dealt with it. I've noticed um, just kind of revisiting it again, and how graceful he was. Because I don't know how I would feel if, like, you know, I got superpowers one day, and you know, obviously I'd be excited about getting superpowers, but then to deal with the after effects, like aging, especially, right? Like, you know, so in, go ahead. In that case, basically, he does the right thing as far as he can, but when it realizes that it's killing him to use his powers. Uh, he stops to be with his his new bride and uh, start a family and whatnot. But when the consequence is huge, where the life, uh, you know, the world's at stake, you know, that's where he actually has to make the choice: do I continue? And so it's a great hero's tale. That's it's a, quite a sacrifice, and it's a really uh, it's a really noble sacrifice, I would say. Almost yeah. reminds me of the Elseworld Elseworlds comic of Superman versus the War of the Worlds. And okay. it's kind of the same continuity as Superman. Well, not the same continuity, excuse me. Everything happens the same way. He's born on, you know, he's like born from Krypton, crash lands on a planet, um, on the planet Earth, and, you know, becomes Clark Kent. But this is during, like, the, I think the 1930s, and the World of Worlds, um, the events of the World of Worlds happen. And um, he sacrifices himself to save, um, save the planet from aliens. Yeah. And then... In a twist, Lois Lane ends up, you know, he's in love with Lois Lane, obviously, but then he sacrifices his life to save her and the rest of the planet. Right. And Lois Lane ends up marrying Lex Luthor, who was somehow kind of behind the whole thing. I don't know. It's a really weird um, story, but it kind of reminds me of that. 
And yeah, I mean, that's the hero. It, it, they do the right thing because they can. And that's kind of the role model that I looked up to at all these superheroes that I read growing up. Uh, you kind of want that hero to make the right choice. Yeah, and I think that was like the whole, that's like the whole sort of spirit of the Silver, Silver Age of comics, I feel, where they know they have to do the right thing, even if it's going to hurt them. You know, right. in the long run, it's going to, you know, save the world, and that's all that matters to them. And um, I think we see that with a lot of heroes, like, sil heroes that came out of the Silver Age, that is like Barry Allen the Flash, yeah. Peter Parker Spider-Man. Of course, yeah. You know, and even if you watched um, No Way Home, you know, he, Peter Parker had to make that sacrifice um, to save the planet or to save pretty much all of reality. Yeah. Um, at the price of people forgetting who he was and yeah. having to start over again. I mean, spoiler alert for the um, for those who haven't watched No Way Home. <laughs> I just Spider finally Home. watched it like a couple weeks ago. Oh, really? Yeah. It's pretty good. I mean, like, yeah. um, like the explored more of the multiverse. Um, the Spider Man from the other universe. We get to we get to see Andrew Garfield Spider Man, Toby Spider Man, or Toby yeah. McGuire. It was really cool. A lot of fun. Yeah, basically, it seems like a no-brainer, obviously, if you're going to sacrifice yourself to save the entire universe or multiverse, like, you kind of have to do it. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, most people would, I would like to think, but it's still a tough choice. It's a really, yeah, definitely. So, um, we're, we talked a little more about Bullet Adventures there. Um, so, how's it going to be different from the one-shot? Like, uh, so, it comes expecting? to the present day. I mean, that's the biggest thing that... Mm -hmm. um, after the events of issue one, Dale's sent back in time to the 60s again, but then in two he'll come forward and we eventually see him in the modern day and uh, how that interacts with um, revised versions of previous villains, returning villains, some of the old guys, um, you know, dealing with Dale and his family and all these relationships and stuff in the present. So that's probably the biggest change. Yeah. We still have kind of like a Silver Age feel or approach to comics in that way like self-contained stories that you know you get that you know one story that you you have beginning middle and end and then you want to come back for the next issue because you had such a great time not because it's part three of six that you have to you know keep reading just to get your full story yeah it, this makes you wanting more and all that right and um i remember too like from our last chat you mentioned that um that your co-writer jordan he knows a whole lot about the speedster lore of yeah. and all that and him being a huge fashion fan is it safe to say that he added more input to the story of bullet adventures or the stories of bullet adventures yeah definitely like so for the one shot it was a essentially the same story that i wrote a dozen years ago um he kind of stripped it down and built it back up kind of uh, put more emphasis on joanna and things like that mm -hmm. so details are a lot of him but the story idea itself came from my initial draft, uh, whereas the Bullet Adventures issues are a lot of way more collaboration between the two of us. I had a jumping on point for the first issue, and then he took it from there. Uh, we went back and forth a few times. Other ideas uh, for future issues, we kind of just had just little one-off ideas between the two of us, and you know, he'd say something, and I'd kind of ramp it up a bit, and then he'd take it further and back and forth. So it was very collaborative. Um, much more than the first issue or the uh, the one shot. And that's one of the things I like about collaboration too. It just makes it just brings more a, a more fleshed out story, a more fleshed out creation. Yeah. Yeah, and 
not to say that of course doing it on your own i mean makes stories golden i mean they do though but i think when you have like another set of eyes or another set of exactly. hands on it it's just it's a chemistry like it yeah. creates something even more better oh yeah, that's for one sure. of the things like about you know your collaboration with jordan i mean you have the story which is an amazing story then he puts more of like the input yeah. and you know it yeah and it reminds me too of like i you know i'm I remember, you know, watching. Have you seen the documentary um, Bill and Me? Um, without no, Bill Finger. About, yeah, Bill Finger. I haven't seen it. No. No, it's a really good documentary, and yeah. it talks about like how it. To me, it just talks about it explains the importance of collaboration because Bob yeah. Kane, you know, he didn't acknowledge the fact that Bill Finger helped him create Batman. For I mean, sure. Yeah, yeah, he's the sole creator of Batman, though, but. Guess who added all the flamboyant um, villains, all the yeah. the costume of the Batman that we know and love? It was Bill Finger. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, going back to, you know, the Bullet Adventures, I mean, the fact that, you know, it's a collaborate, you know, collaborating thing is a cool thing, you know? Yeah. And to acknowledge that, you know? Oh, yeah. So in the credits page, I mean, I've got Jordan as co-creator. You Absolutely. Know, it's created by the artist that we worked with, Kath Lobo, from the original and, and on and on and on. Um, obviously if I was trying to do it all myself, it wouldn't be nearly as good. You know, Jordan's an actual writer. Like he's really good. I can come up with some cool ideas here and there, but like, he's a great writer. So absolutely, I'm, I'm honored to have him building these stories with me. And again, you know, I mean this, you know, when you go out alone, I mean, it'll still be gold, but you know, sometimes it helps to have that, you know, splash, you know, stuff. Yeah. And that's what, again, that's what makes it more golden. Yeah. And let's see. So, um, would you say that, um, what would you say would be the inspiration behind um, Bullet Adventures or just the man, the myth, um, the speedster himself, Bullet? So in continuity, like what the characters inspired by or me being inspired yeah. to create them? I mean, characters or, you know, even Bullet himself. Yeah, I mean, just because he's a good guy, Dale's just, you know, he did the right thing. Uh, Joanna says it in the one shot, like a lot of people could have done something else when they had these powers. And here you are saving this bank that's getting robbed or whatever. Um, so yeah, he's doing the right thing. Uh, he's just the kind of hero that I read about when I was a kid. And I'm producing these stories because I've got two young boys. And, you know, I want these kind of things that they can grow up with as well. Um, you know, imagining that they're a hero running around pretending to be Bullet. You know, that's that would be a dream come true for me that other kids are like that too. I mean, obviously my, my kids are built-in fans. But, you know, if other kids are out there like, you know, pretending to be Bullet, that would be just amazing. It'd be really cool if I could cosplay as Bullet because I'm a cosplayer. I mean, just to have yeah. that, wear that uniform. The uniform looks really awesome. The, ye yeah. the yellow boots, the goggles and all that. And, you know, like, that's a that's a, that's a really sick outfit. And, yeah. um, and just the name itself, Bullet, you know? Like, it's a play on faster than a speed Bullet, I would say. That's exactly where it came from, yeah. Yeah. It's just, and he looks like a bullet too. So it's like, it's a really cool, you know, concept. And like, you know, hey, for the, for you cosplayers out there, I mean, there's a, there's another character that you can cosplay as. And if they ever ask you at a convention, you know, it's like, yeah, it's from, you know, it's from this independent comic that is about a speedster who just goes out and does the right thing and mm -hmm. is a, you know, is, looks cool doing it. I mean, yeah. literally. <laughs> I would love to see it. If anybody ever does cosplay as him or any other character for my books, send me photos. I'll print them in the back. I want to have like a, an ongoing letters page in the back of the book. 
So, uh, you know, fans can write in letters, but if they've got fan art or cosplay photos, yeah. I will definitely run those things. It would be so cool to see that. There's a way to spread the love and to spread the comic. And, yeah. you know, because, like, there's, there's more... I bet there's probably more stories to tell about this guy. I mean, about Bullet and then... And then some, and probably some other characters. Yeah. And speaking of those characters, we um, we actually meet a whole lot of them. And one in particular I wanted to mention was Michael, who yeah. happens to be the lab assistant to the Professor Rosen. Yeah, um, Yeah, and um, in Bullet Adventures, we notice that he comes from the future. Um, there's a yeah. future version of him coming up to Dale and asking for his help um, to become like a... The great, I think, like uh, one of the great minds or the greatest scientists of all. But then, we don't quite know Michael's angle. I mean, right. it's kind of like either he's an ally or he could be just a jealous person, kind of becoming a villain in a sense. I think we mentioned that in the last podcast too. Yeah, and you put it nice to saying ask for Dale's help. He doesn't so much ask as he just sends him back in time. Kind of like he <laughs> demands it. Yeah, he kind of twists yeah. his arm. Dale had no choice in the matter. Oh, uh, yeah. So he comes from the future where he has developed time travel and he wants to be recognized as the greatest scientist of all time. And Dale comments like, Michael, you created time travel. I'm pretty sure you are the greatest scientist. Like, what more because do you What good is this yeah. to me? Because I'm an old man. I've lived my life and I, I can't, you know, benefit from this fame. Uh, so he wants to send Dale back to when Michael was just starting out back in the 60s. Uh, giving him a chance to not only uh, use this time travel technology in the past, but also maybe even uh, experiment on Dale, um, mm -hmm. which it kind of got the sense that that's what he was interested in the first one, in the one shot. All he wanted to do was do these studies and stuff, and Dale was off fighting crime. He's he's a bit jealous, like, you know, why are you using that for this purpose when you could be, you know, studying you and benefiting from the science behind it? And so we see that side of him in that one shot. It wasn't so obvious, but it was always lingering in the background where he had that, that little take. Uh, so in the future, he does have that intention that I just, it's about me. I want to um, benefit from the science behind it. Yeah. And like, I feel like he's kind of like a little bit like Eobar Thawne in a sense, who's a re the reverse Flash and like how... The thing about and the thing about Eobar Thawne is it's so interesting is just that he he's a pretty unique villain and he's a villain that started you know who's from the 23rd century he looked up to the Flash he was like a hero and I think he's like a he's like a prime example of don't meet your heroes in a sense right. and um and like his story is pretty tragic because eventually he does gain powers of a speedster and he even meets the Flash, but then something happens to the point where he starts hating the Flash and wanting to like just make his life a living hell. And I feel like I see some of those echo I see some of those echoes within Michael in a sense, where he admires um he admires Bullet or Dale and his abilities, but he wants he, you know, the fact that he and Dale have contrasting views on those abil set abilities... Um, what to do with them, gonna, yeah. Or what to do with them is going to create a rift yeah. between the two. And it actually looks like it has already because Dale's like, nah, dude, like, I want to, like, live in peace, live with my beautiful wife. But he's like, no, I want to become the greatest scientist. And he's like, screw that, man. Like, you... And it's like <laughs> right. you mentioned earlier, you already are a, a good yeah. scientist. And I see the same thing with Barry Allen, where it's just like, look, I just want to, I just want to save lives and all that. 
But with Thawne, he's like, well, I just want to be just like you and everything. And it's like, okay, be like me, though. But, you know, I mean, yeah, like with uh, Eobard, you know, you do see that rift. And he's like, you know, the only, and, okay, I'll say it like this. Like, okay, you can be like me by doing the right thing. And right. be a villain, you know, not be so self-serving. Yeah. So, I mean, that it's, I thought, you know, I just thought of that when reading that, the whole story. Yeah. And by the end of the first issue of Bullet Adventures, you think that maybe the way that Dale has approached Michael in the past could set him on a different path, uh, change his perspective coming from the older Dale. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes in the future issues of Bullet Adventures. And definitely. And, you know, also too, like, you know, you mentioned all of that plus the time travel, you know, I would... I would want to believe, like, as a Doctor Who fan, like, I know that sometimes, like, when you change certain things in the time stream, right? Yeah. Like, it changes something about the future. Or a uh, aspect of the future's change. Will we be also be seeing that in the Bold Adventures? Yeah, to some extent, yes. Yeah. I can't, I can't get too into it, I suppose. The space but, time. Uh, you'll, see, you'll see how things play out. Oh, okay, cool. And, um... I mean, it's just interesting the fact that we're right now with comics like Bullet, you know, we're we're exploring like not only time travel, but as I mentioned before, the multiverse, which I think is a really cool concept. Yeah. You know, like it'd be really cool to like see perhaps other versions of Bullet, you know, or other alternate you know, versions. Like we've seen a lot of that with um, today's comics. We've seen it with mostly notably um, Miles Morales, Spider-Man. Yeah. And I think we've also seen a lot of it, even in the Image Comics universe, where we've seen ultimate versions of Invincible. We've actually also seen the comic crossover written by Donny Cates, um, which I think is a really cool comic. I, mean, I don't know if you read it. I haven't. I'd like to. It looks really good. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just really cool that right now they're... I mean, I feel like it's kind of, it's kind of the return of the Silver Age, in a sense, where um time travel you know science fiction stuff it's just it's still cool you know i mean it 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 ages really well right i think for so many years comics seem to be well superhero comics in particular seem to be trying to make it all real like what yeah. would superheroes be like in the real world let's ground them let's dress them in realistic clothing and things like that like whereas Iron bullet Fist. is really just to return to that you know silver age superheroes are just fun and they were superheroes. That was fine. Let's accept them for what it is. And just like colorful costumes and fun adventure and stuff like that. So that's really what we're aiming for. And who doesn't want to wear a costume? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> shoot, I wear them all the time as a cosplayer. Yeah. And if you looked at my Instagram, you'd see me dressed up as Mr. Knight from Moon Knight. And, you know, it's... Or even like Zenitsu Agusama from Demon Slayer. And... You know, I mean, it's like, costumes are cool, man. I mean, I mean, okay, yeah, you could have like a, you could try to ground superheroes, which is good, you know, right. and have them wear regular clothes. I mean, I think a great example of that, like I mentioned, was Iron Fist. You didn't really see him in his actual uniform, but right. you knew he was Iron Fist. But then again, it's like, come on, you know, costumes are, costumes are awesome. Yeah, you know, you, you, and just embrace that. Embrace you know, there's it. There's no, there's no shame in it. I, I think that's maybe why people got away from that. Oh, as the the readership grew up, you know, a bunch of forty and fifty year old men, like, oh, we're ashamed of that kid stuff. So let's try to make it like real and grown up and all that. But really, let's yeah. just have fun with it because it's that's is what superheroes are. 
And I think it's kind of reflective of like how some comic creators even back then um, viewed their even their own profession. They were kind of like right. a little ashamed of it sometimes. Like, yeah, I work in comics. Right. And they kind of just slumped down and all that. But, you know, it's like, you know, looking back right now, it's like there's really nothing wrong with like, you know, creating comics or reading them. I mean, I'm 35 and I still I still read them. I still I mean, if you look at my background, I still collect yeah. I still have collectibles and I'm I'm cool. Yeah. Well, you probably have some other people who said, like, oh, you're just like a teenager. It's just like, come on. Like, yeah, embrace it. I embrace it. You yeah. know, and we embrace it because we're nerds. We get it. Yeah. Well, that's the funniest thing about growing up with comics, and you know that was somewhat looked down on by the schoolmates or whatever else. And now, who hasn't seen the Avengers? Who wasn't watching The Walking Dead and everything else right? that was based on a comic book? Like, yeah, I was there from the start. We, we were doing it cool. before it was cool. Yeah. <laughs> and like, um, so reading into Bullet, um, Adventures and all that, there seems to be a new Bullet, um, and she has like a, an adversary by the name of Diamond Dust. What can you tell us about that rivalry or that dynamic? So there's a lot of legacy stuff that will be explored in the upcoming issues. Uh, without giving too much away, we'll see the return of some villains and then other versions, um, kind of like a legacy character that takes on the mantle of um, a previous character. So, yeah, there's a lot of that, um, kind of exploring that relationship between family and uh, legacies. Yeah. I won't go too deep into it. Oh, no. Yeah, I mean, this is going to kind of be a spoiler-free podcast. I mean... I hope. <laughs> well, we're not going to give away as much as um. We're not going to get. We're going to try as much as we can not to give too much away because this is a really amazing story. I've already read the first uh, two issues of Bold Adventures, and it is, it's an awesome comic. It's a definitely it's a superhero story. It's also a family story, and yeah. it's an adventure story all at the same time. And I feel like reading that it kind of has some Back to the Future vibes a little bit too. Right. You know, and um. Yeah, and that's all I can say. And it's sounds it sounds like it's gonna be a pretty fun story. And speaking of the comic itself, I'm on the Kickstarter page and it looks like you're halfway there with twenty one day twenty one days to go. Yeah. So I mean it's doing pretty well. Um and I'm gonna put um yeah, I'll put the link on um, my on the um the description page so that way you can Perfect. of this video and of also the Spotify um apple itunes links that way you guys can take a look at um the kickstarter and just pledge because it's a really amazing comic um and it's also been a this... lot of fun so far we've got three more issues that are practically done so as soon as this campaign wraps up we'll get them uh, fulfilled and then the next one will be out there oh yeah we want to make this a big success so we can continue on past issue four in addition to that too there's another comic um that's um in the background called the black door pilots which i think it looks yeah. really cool too because i'm a huge fan of like wartime stories like world war one world war two and um yeah so it's you know i would say you know start pledging and um yeah dino caruso alex diotto uh paul little who actually colored my initial pitch for bullet those many many years ago he's coloring that backup story oh really uh, the wow. backdoor pilots Adam Willett's lettering. Uh, so that'll be continuing in a, at least the first four issues of uh, Bullet Adventures. We've got this uh, short story in the back, and that continues on from book to book. It's, it's a really fun idea. 
you kind of have to read it. I can't share too much of it online oh, because no. it is so short. Um, but great artwork, great writing. So definitely a nice bonus for uh, Bullet Adventures readers to get that that extra little story content. And I feel like it kind of reminds me of Watchmen too, like how the which Watchmen comics they would usually have like background stories, like the Crimson Corsair or something like that. Yeah. And how it would kind of tie, it would kind of tie directly to the Watchmen universe. Right. And I felt like even I, when I read Tom King's Rorschach, they did sort of like um, a story about William Myerson, who was actually the creator of those set comics, and how the story kind of centered around him and like how he was one of the people who embraced um, actually becoming a version of Rorschach after the original died long ago. Yeah. And um, there were all these... Tom King's such a brilliant writer, too. If you've ever read his stuff... I mean, this, this is brilliant. Uh, and his Rorschach story, in my opinion, was one of my favorite um, Watchmen S stories. And he just, you know, used that one detail to kind of expand on the whole Crimson Corsair story. And um, it's just centered around this comic book writer who um, lived a pretty. He lived a, you know, don't get me wrong, he lived a pretty good life, though, but also it was kind of, his personal life was kind of, like, average at best. Um, he tried to get with this girl, but then she, like, turned him down, and the boyfriend that she was with kind of bullied him, too, but then when he became Rorschach, he, like, got back at him. It's just an amazing story, and it's um, told in the point of view of a detective, a no-name detective. Um, you don't really know his name, though, but then he starts studying this guy, and studying what happened, and... You know, even with the you know him creating the comic and all that, it's just it's all it's all interwoven and it's just a really, really cool story. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, haven't read it. There's uh, so many books I'd love to read, but I'm so behind on things in the past several years. I'm I've been a little behind too, actually. Um, you know, just so many things going on. It's like, you know, but um. So we're kind of closing um, to the. We're kind of going on the close here. Um, what do you hope that readers will get out of Bullet Adventures? Uh, just sheer fun. I mean, the stories are exciting. I think they're accessible to younger people, but not aimed down at a children's audience. Um, you know, I, I feel it's equally enjoyable by uh, middle-aged men and teenage girls and little boys and everything in between. Like. You know, it's just fun. Um, great relationships, the family dynamic that's coming up, uh, the characters just, they feel real without, real in the, in the sense that they're, they're um, well-developed characters, not necessarily grounded like we talked about earlier, but uh, yeah, just the fantastic playing off of the, the family and everything. It's just, it's great. It's just a lot of fun. I love making, I love reading it. I'm probably the biggest fan. Um, I say that because it's not me just making it all myself. I've got a great collaborative team. Uh, yeah, but people are going to love it. If you check it out, there's seven pages on the Kickstarter. You'll get a sense of the book from that. And then uh, give it a try, and we'll go from there because there's more issues coming up. That's awesome, man. Well, um, Randy, um, where can we find you on social media? I'm at Altruist Comics at most social media. There's a Facebook page, uh, Altruist Comics. I've got my own personal Twitter, uh, Randy Stone COTW, where it's just me tweeting about comics and silly stuff. But mm -hmm. Altruist Comics and everything, altruistcomics.com. I've got a web store that I'm setting up there. So, yeah, check me out. Awesome. 
And um, constant listeners, um, if you um, if you're new to the podcast or if you're new to the YouTube channel, um, you can follow me on um, Twitter at Earth Sixteen Geek Talk and Instagram Earth Sixteen Geek Talk. And um, we're also listened to on the Daily Planet. You can follow the Daily Planet at Daily Planet DC on Instagram and Daily Planet DC on Twitter as well. So yep, um, you can definitely um, listen to us on almost all channels. And Randy, I just want to say thank you so much for um, coming on the podcast. Um, we um, we're looking forward to bullet um, to bullet meeting the um, Kickstarter goals and to the those um, up you know, upcoming three issues. And um, any final thoughts? Oh, thanks for having me, Brian. And I hope everybody gives the Kickstarter a look, and we'll go from there. Sounds awesome. Well, thank you so much, all constant listeners um, and viewers for listening. Um, this is Brian um, and Randy um, signing out. Take care.